Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. Uh, through this miracle of technology, uh, we can uh, connect. We give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks this time. Loving God, guide us uh, that we may indeed uh, be hearers of your word and speakers of your truth. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Good Amen. evening, friends, um, and welcome to another uh, fun-filled edition of Scripture Talk. Um, I am uh, Pastor Trey Comstock. Uh, with me as ever is Go Brandy. Sister Brittany Dudley, good evening. Go Scott. Pastor Scott Ketchak, good to be here. As you can, you can probably tell if you're watching the video version, and I suspect you can hear if you're on the audio version, uh, we are not in our normal studio. Um, we're back uh, to the uh, Zoom rig we created uh, for uh, the Zoom setup we created for lockdown. Because um, I am in uh, the Outer Banks of North Carolina um, on vacation and uh, still doing a podcast because uh, on in some ways it's easier for me to take the you know couple hours it is to do this um, than try and set it up truly remotely without without me being there. Um, and so yeah, uh, I am on my mobile setup. Brandy's in her studio. Scott's in his studio. Um, and yeah, uh, we're hopefully I have like a studio light things so hopefully i look like a human being but yes this is this is still a scripture talk uh where we will talk about uh, the scripture for this week um our scripture this evening is mark chapter 2 verses 13 through 22 jesus went out again besides the beside the lake the whole crowd gathered around him and he taught them as he was walking along he saw levi son of alphaeus sitting at the tax booth he said to him follow me. He got up and followed him. As he ate dinner in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the, Pharisee, scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, why does he eat with the tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, um, I have come not, I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to him, why do John's disciples fast and the disciples of the Pharisees fast? But your disciples do not fast. Jesus said to them, the wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them, can they? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews on a piece of unshrunken cloth. Uh, no one sews a, a piece of unshrunken cloth onto an old cloak. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it. it the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and the wine is lost, and so are the skins, but one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. This is one of those uh, things that are really common in Mark. Uh, Mark has apparently has very little time, um, and so Mark jumps quickly from thing to thing to thing. We're, we're talking to Levi, and then we're over here, and he's walking by a lake, and then he's over here, and Mark um, is the shortest gospel, but covers about the same amount of territory as the other gospels, just does so <laughs> more quickly. There's very little connective tissue in Mark. It's just thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And so, reader. 
Spanish, absolutely. Um, and again, you know, I look, writing was very hard in the ancient world. Um, you know, you didn't necessarily, you couldn't hit copy paste. Um, you had to handwrite it all. Um, I get it. Um, and so Mark doesn't give us a lot of connective tissue, but here we see kind of three or four things happening that are all grouped together. We have this idea that Jesus comes for the sinners. And then we have all of this idea that um, what Jesus is doing is more joyful, is more new, is something else entirely. Um, and that his presence um, makes a huge difference. Um, that his you know, presence with them changes something it turns out changes everything, but also that he came not to guilt trip people, not to exclude people, but instead make, make this a more welcoming place um, where it doesn't mean that sinners stay sinners, but it means that sinners have a seat at the table. You know, I think this is a, uh really evident with uh, the fact that it's Levi that uh, we see being called here yeah. in this area. Uh, I mean, the, we have our own thoughts nowadays about uh, tax collectors and stuff. They're, 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 I don't think they've ever been anyone's favorite people, but uh, to the Jewish community, uh, they were traitors because they were working for the Roman government. Mm -hmm. uh, they had the force of the Roman soldiers behind them to make people pay their taxes. Uh, and they could be considered extortionists because they often collected more than they needed to because that's part of how they got rich themselves. And, you know, so they were among hated individuals uh, to the normal people. And I think that's why Levi, or also known as uh, Matthew, was so quick to jump up and follow Jesus because I think that's the first time in his life that he was wanted. And he's like, well, it certainly, it certainly would have been one of the only times in his life where he had been fully accepted by one of his own people, right. right? And called and singled out for a positive rather than negative. I think something we often, uh, when the New Testament talks about sinners, what we always want to bring up into that context is that a sinner was not like, was not a category you wanted to be, right? A sinner is not necessarily a category that everyone would have thought themselves to be. We all think of ourselves as sinners because we've kind of grown up in a Christian theology where we have that understanding, right? That we are all sinners and saved anyways and, and growing closer to Christ and, and growing closer to the image of Christ. And so we become less, you know, sinless as we go along. That was not the worldview they lived in. That if you were a sinner, you were, if you were classified as a sinner, um, if you were classified as living a sinful lifestyle, you were excluded, you were shunned, you were rejected by your own society. Um, and so that, that it would have been truly surprising for this traveling religious leader, this, rather the surprise that shows up in the story is not artificial, it's real. It really reflects how people would have reacted, we think, to Jesus eating with these people who are uh, totally rejected uh, socially and, you know, socially and theologically because of their lifestyle, because of their inherently sinful lifestyle. We don't know what else would have, you know, the list of sinners would have been things that could label you a sinner might have been long. Um, but all of these things, including being a tax collector, resulted in them being completely rejected 
um, pushed to the margins, not accepted. A, so a traveling religious teacher would not have sat down in the house of a tax collector um, for fear of them, they themselves becoming unclean. So this is, it falls under one of Jesus' more, like, doesn't read as radical to us, reads as hugely radical then in terms of Jesus' act of hospitality. Well, I think it's also uh, radical to some extent, Levi's acceptance. Right. You know, uh, in some ways, he he left more than the others did at yeah. first. Yeah. Because, you know, for fishermen and Jewish people to leave and follow Jesus and then go back to their job, not that big of a deal. Uh, for Levi to walk away from it, well, yes, he has the riches aspect. He would have been more wealthy. He would have uh, had to be walking away from that opportunity. But it was for the people that were wanted, it was a sought out job. And therefore, for him to just step away from a government official job and then expect to just walk back to it wasn't going to happen. Well, right. And, and it is one of those, he he would have lost a lot. He would have been, um, because while he would have been rejected by his own society, he was accepted in another place, right? Accepted yeah. by the Romans, um, able to become very wealthy. And, you know, I, I've never been very wealthy, but, you know, look, um, it is, so, you know, I, I think all of us can resonate with this at some point. It is difficult um, to walk away um, from a stable job and a stable life um, to go and follow Apologies. Jesus. And so there is a definite um, aspect of this that's, that is um, Levi, you know, Levi gives up, you know, comfort and, um, uh, you know, an easy life uh, for an easy life that was immoral, um, that was sinful, that was, you know, hurting his own people, um, for the sake of Jesus. And so you're right. There is, there is that double edge to it of like, it's remarkable that Jesus seats Levi out. And then it's a testament to what happens in Levi's heart when he does connect with Christ, that he is able to fully walk away from that and follow, you know, kind of like that kind of in an instant. Yep. That's kind of like the story of Zacchaeus, who was yeah. about as tall as I am. And, <laughs> and Jesus told him, I'm coming to your house to eat dinner with you. And he gets so excited about Jesus being there with him that he goes in his cash box and gives back, what is it, four times as much? Yeah, 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 four he times took, as much. He gives back to those, he, he, yeah. Yeah, so he got excited about giving back. So Matthew here, he got excited just leaving that and following Jesus. It is interesting, right? That and, this, that and while this, he is excited, go ahead, go ahead Scott. I'll just say, and while he is excited and Jesus is excited, we see that the Pharisees aren't as excited about it. You know, that this idea of Jesus hanging out with these sinners and stuff was uh, very foreign to the Pharisees. Their, their name meaning separated ones. They they separated themselves from everything they thought was objectionable or uh, would make them unclean, whereas we see Jesus embracing the very thing that they would have shunned. Well, and, and it's, so it's, it's, we see Jesus embracing the very thing that was shunned. And then we get the sense that like Jesus' disciples are just having more fun. Um, <laughs> that, like the, 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 the second half of the story uh, where it's like John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees act like this and uh, y'all don't. And, and, and what, what's up with that? 
Um, and so you just, you get this can, picture. Can Christians have fun? No, apparently we were more fun than the Pharisees. We're not supposed to. <laughs> I've never, I've never had so much fun. <laughs> like, I, so I, I get, this is one of those places where I take that step back and go, oh, the, like we're, we're supposed to be a part of this thing that is joyous. Um, and often we make it not that way, right? Um, we, we're supposed to be a part of this thing that is, that, that sits at the heart of it of like the bridegroom is at the feast, right? Um, that if we were waiting for the heart of the party, the life of the party, the person who's the party is in honor of um, to be present, we don't have to wait any longer. Jesus is here. Uh, and so that doesn't mean, it, this is not obviously other places in the New Testament. It talks about fasting and, and spiritual discipline and, and those things matter. Um, but fundamentally at our core is this idea of celebrating new life, um, mm. not um, a life that is, you know, uh, pure suffering. This goes back to a, a joke that gets made a lot around our church of my deep hatred for the song, I'll Fly Away. Yeah. Uh, because what I'll Fly Away says is, you know, this life is bad um, and then I'm going to die and it gets better. And I'm like, well, that's depressing um, and not accurate, right? Not an accurate representation of the Christian life. This is, you know, Jesus, Jesus' movement, Jesus' movement in his lifetime stood out for how joyous and celebratory it was, uh, not how dour and, you know, uh, suffering focused it was. There is suffering on behalf of the gospel, uh, but clearly joy fits into this equation as well. And I thought about something else. You know, when we uh, fast and pray, we're usually fasting for something to come into fruition or right. get the answer to our prayer. Well, they already had the answer to the prayer right there right. with them. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what Jesus says, right? Like, how can you fast when the bridegroom is present? How can you fast when the, the answer is right here? Um, uh, maybe there's maybe there's more maybe there's more to this life um, than just the the dour suffering of the Pharisees um, and and obviously this is all painting this picture of there is more to following God than some sort of dour obedience um, to God's law. It's not that we're not supposed to follow God's law. Um, it's that there's more to this than um, we following God's law and us rejecting those who don't follow God's law, uh, that it is much more uh, complicated and interesting um, and more about um, coming together to grow in Christ um, and be challenged, but also be in a celebratory mode. Yeah, it, there's more to it than a list of do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the regulations of, oh my gosh, I have to be this way. And, and I've actually heard people uh, you know, their critique about becoming a Christian is that they could no longer have fun. They got to be straight laced and they got to do all these things in a certain way. And that's sad that that's the image that the church has given to people, that they have to get their act together before they come, that they have to have everything set just right. Because the whole reason God came to through, as Jesus was to fix the issues. Because like he said, you know, he's there to deal with the sick and we're all sick in our own ways and you know he, he didn't come to do it in a way that wasn't entertaining I mean his very first miracle was to turn water into right, wine exactly. and gallons of it yeah uh, <laughs> so um he, he's obviously not as straight laced as P 
people want to put him in a box. Now, granted, he is holy. He he did the driving of the. Tax but I but I, but I think out, it but is. Yeah. But I think it like it is separating out what does holiness mean, and holiness yeah. doesn't mean never having fun, right? That like we we can't we should not create this fundamental division of like there is holy things and then there are things that are enjoyable, right? Because part yeah. of what we see here is the joy of fellowship, right? Um, that uh, Levi who would have been excluded from his society is now welcomed in the society and now there is this party that is broken out of his house uh, where all of these people who would have been pushed away are now getting to sit directly at the knee of Jesus and learn directly from Jesus and have Jesus stand up for them and so you know that's that I, I bet that felt pretty darn good yeah um, and then we get this image of these other followers, these long-term followers of Jesus living this joyous life. And so the, this should be, you know, you should be able to laugh in church. You should be able to, you know, hang. One of the things we often talk about is like, you definitely should be able to hang out with non-Christian people because then how else are you going to make them into, how else are you going to reach people for Christ if you never interact with anyone who isn't already a Christian? Right. And, right. And, and quite frankly, um, I hate to say, but I've, I've been in services where I looked around and, you know, in the, in the worship even and all that and said, if this is the joy of the Lord, there's no wonder people aren't coming. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, right. it's like, uh, are you sure you understand joy? You keep on using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means based on how some people go about things. So I was, um, I, I did did some prison ministry a while ago, and um, once I was like spiritual director of this team, the kind of lead pastor of this team that was going in to do uh, uh, prison ministry for teenagers. And the it was rough. The teenagers were being teenagers, and they weren't responding. Um, and I and everyone was getting really downtrodden and getting really mad at the teenagers for not acting right and not like <laughs> responding to their overtures of love. Um, and, and so finally, I, I preached to them a sermon on uh, the Good Samaritan. No, she's not the Good Samaritan, the Prodigal Son. Pre the other one, the other good uh, parable. In yeah. Um, the Prodigal Son. Um, and I asked them pointedly, like, who are we in this story? in this scenario, right? We're not the prodigal children, right? Those are the people we're there to reach. We're not the father, that's God. You don't get to be the father. You never get to be the father in that story. That's God. Um, who are we? We're the party, right? Um, we're the party in that story. The church um, is, you know, once we have, at, at some point in our lives, we're all the prodigal son, but we don't stay that, right? We come home, um, that's salvation. And so then who are we in that story? We're the party that the father throws for the son. Other people went to this party. We're the servant who kills the fatted calf. We're the whatever, right? Um, and so maybe we should make this a party. And my challenge was make this a party worth attending. If you're the party, right? make right. this a party worth attending. Um, and, and you're not going to get there uh, by telling a bunch of teenagers, uh, man, uh, why aren't you, why don't you like me more? Uh, maybe, and, and, and I don't think we're going to reach the modern world um, by a never ending, like it, you definitely should be at this party that sucks. Um, let's, no, it, pro probably, not. probably not. Probably not. Yeah. And, and, 
And the other interesting thing that I've always, I'm sorry, uh, the breaks, I didn't realize. Uh, So the other interesting thing that I've always found funny is this idea where the Pharisees are going, he eats with sinners and tax collectors. And it's like, um, you you understand you fall into that first one, the sinners, you two are a sinner. No, so they don't. Right. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) They don't. This is the, this is the break between the Jesus movement that becomes Christianity and the Pharisees, right? Um, Like, this is where we have to go back to, we dump on the Pharisees a lot and we should. They're often the bad guys, but they're the bad guys because they get close and then don't get quite get there. Yeah. Not because they're a hundred percent wrong. They would have understood, like we all agree, we need to follow God. and, and, And we all agree that like, following God should have an impact on our lives, right? That this isn't like, oh, I'm just going to go to the temple, do my sacrifice at the temple and I'm good. No, that's how you go to exile. Or like, <laughs> I, 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 am of, I am part of God's chosen people, but I'm going to live however I want. The Fer- Pharisees and Christians would say, no, by no means, that's how we went to exile last time. Um, but where the Pharisees missed the don't shoot the, miss the gap right rather than jump up clear it is saying and therefore by my own efforts and my own understanding of the law i can make myself not a sinner and that's the separation yeah um is exactly that is their presumption that to say you eat with sinners that is not me i am not a sinner they are sinners I exclude them because they don't follow the law nearly as well as I do. They're sinners. They're the problem. Not understanding that they themselves have fallen into the sin of pride, at the very least, the sin of pride. Um, and the, you know, this not fully loving and accepting their neighbors, right? Um, mm-hmm. They believe, but they wouldn't have sought. And this is where Christian theology and Pharisaic Judaism separate. But they're pretty good up until that point um it is the like the temple if we have to like a scale right the temple hierarchy is just totally wrong and obviously jesus is the definition of totally right he's literally the living word of god and pharisees sit right in the middle of not totally wrong um but not totally right either well pharisaic mindset is what had jesus looking at them cross-eyed anyway Right. I mean, look at the the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector in the temple praying. Mm-hmm. You got Pharisee over here talking about, oh, I'm so glad I'm not like this man over here. Mm-hmm. I get my tithes in the office every day and I pray and everything. I'm not like him over there. Whereas the tax collector, he didn't even look up to heaven. He just beat his breast and said, Lord, right. have mercy on me, a sinner. Guess what? The tax collector walked out the winner. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, 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 it's in the attitude of the heart and what's going on. And when when the first uh, issue of sinners didn't really play over well, then they went to, well, you know, disciples of John, who everybody also right. agrees is from God and the Pharisees, they all fast. And, and the, fa- the Pharisees are actually, uh, according to Luke, were known for fasting twice a week. You know, oh, they're like so week, good at it. Part of, they're yeah. so good they're at so it so good at it <laughs> and, uh, and and john you know i mean that, that's your cousin you you acknowledge john's deal but yet his people fast so why aren't your guys fasting and then his little answer just shoots over their head right of course it is right they're not fasting because i'm here 
Right, they'll fast when I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, huh? The answer is here. The answer is because I'm here. Um, and again, this is not some great argument against fasting, um, but it oh, is. No, it is a. It is an under. It is an argument against certainly an exclusionary um, theology, one that says, "Eh, you, you, I'm in, you're out." It yeah. is an argument in favor of coming together as a community of of saved sinners right, that we see Jesus form, and that's part of what, you know, is transformative about this movement, um, and that there's joy in it, um, as well as discipline, um, and where the Pharisees miss is not a lack of discipline, because discipline matters to all of us. It is, A, not recognizing their own, where they mm -hmm. fall short, and certainly not finding the joy in reaching the sinner, um, they found joy in other places, shall we say. Or in their own superior. Yeah, so, yeah the, the Pharisees and, and throughout history, uh, other people have done it too, uh, uh, misusing good gifts, you know, like yeah. fasting, uh, making them into this self-punishing thing. Uh, my Christian uh, heritage class uh, learned in the uh, pre-Reformation in Germany, uh, they had up to 161 days a year, oh. the Christians were expected to either fast or abstain from certain foods, and uh, along with all the other requirements that needed to be done. And that, that's not the purpose of fasting. Fasting is not to be, you know, a horrible thing. It's, yeah, it has its uh, difficulties, but it's to bring us closer to God, not make us feel like we're self-punishing ourselves. That is probably, uh, my internet is getting worse. So that's probably as good a place as any uh, to end it. Thank y'all so much for joining us um, on uh, this edition of Scripture Talk. Uh, we'll be back in studio next week, uh, but programming note, it will be a Sunday afternoon yep. recording and broadcast, not a uh, when, uh, Monday evening. Um, I'm preaching at Lakeview next week. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm booked in the evening. I'm around, but I'm booked in the evenings. Um, and actually, we're going to have to do two Sunday shows in a row because then the next week is Vacation Bible School. Um, and that takes over our lives as well. Um, and so anyways, uh, we will be back with you uh, back in studio next week, next Sunday. Um, if you have any feedback for us, you can leave a comment here on Facebook where we are live right now. You can leave a comment on our YouTube channel where this gets posted. You can leave a comment on our website, uh, Facebook, excuse me, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. If you're looking for an audio only version of the show, just search scripture talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Um, and uh, we'll back with you next week uh, with another fun-filled edition of this Sunday afternoon sometime. Um, go in peace, love, and serve the Lord. And fear not, stay well. God is with us. Okay. Bye, y'all. <laughs>